0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 128 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go.
1: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try?
0: we are moving on so um today is going to be a solo podcast with myself and um, before we get to that i just want to mention as always the show to you is brought uh the show today is brought to you by reviveyourself.co and uh, if you haven't over there we've got all our uh well you've got Access to all our fantastic articles and other podcast episodes, 127 other episodes at the moment that you are all available from the best doctors, nutritionists, natural health coaches in the world. And we've also got our shop, which is, as I keep mentioning, it's been updated in the background, but we've got fantastic products there for you. Uh, As I mentioned last week, we had Casey Crazy, the owner of Living Fuel One. Um, which in my opinion is the best all round product on the market, bar none. If you that's underneath the Evolution Organics tab, if you click there, we've got some phenomenal products from uh, Evolution Organics, also from Ancient Purity, Uh, sorry, also from the Finchley Clinic at the moment. And I'm just reviewing some fantastic products from Ancient Purity. You've just got um. Their their Sacred Harvest Whole Hemp Oil Infusion, proper CBD oil, organically grown, uh, extracted in the best manner possible. Lots of CBDs, 67% of CBD oil on the market is actually not even CBD oil, 69% actually I think it is. They've done tests like this before as well where they've gone to test products and supplements. <laughs> which you'd say they've got certain things in and these supplements haven't even got the ingredients or the, the product that they're meant to be sent in them, happens a lot, so you've got to be very careful with the CBD, I actually met with Thomas Stavely of Ancient Purity yesterday, went through the, uh, asked him those questions and you know, about this the, the, their CBD, their whole hemp oil infusion means you get all, all of the plant, you know, people try and extract certain molecules and it doesn't work that way, you need to have the whole complex with these things to work and it 's absolutely phenomenal if you don 't look into the benefits of of um, hemp and CBD, then you know literally it 's a broad spectrum and it covers so many bases um, also got these this hydrogen um, hydrogen water, which is being found to show phenomenal phenomenal, uh, phenomenal properties in anti aging skin health bone density. Um, respiration, joint health mental clarity like for your brain so that's something else I'm testing out as well as um, some just other, other products that will be going on the market things for skin, pearl um, pearl powder um, and royal jelly from the, from the bees which is meant to be which is like an ancient, um, ancient method from China which is uh, very very powerful so it's all going on behind the scenes, we want to be adding some great products. As always, we've got our, our whole house filtration system, water filtration systems from Aqua on the site. And if you've got a one, two, three, or four bed house, these are going to be phenomenal for you. Hard or soft water, you can put that in and you can order them from us. They take out 99.9% of all the nasties that are in your water from heavy metals, parasites, bacteria, etc. And we've also uh, got our Ares Tech EMF blocking devices and they've got the Fight New 5G model which is phenomenal for blocking all your electromagnetic frequencies that'll be around you know you're bombarded with them the research if you haven't listened to my episode with Dr. Deborah Davis on EMFs then you definitely need to um, she's the world leading authority on that topic and it's quite scary uh, you need to be doing what you can to block your exposure to these, these things. We'll be actually having a few more episodes on that in the future. Lots going on there uh, in terms of trying to get people to understand what they need to do to, to stop or at least lower their exposure to EMFs because, you know, 5G coming out around and looking at 6, 7 and even 8G coming out in the next, next you say, couple of years. It's a little drink of water there. Um, and... As always, if you had over no to blueblocks.com for your blue blocking glasses, put in the code REVIVE, you get 10% off. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And if you had no to essentialoilwizardry.com for the best essential oils on the planet with Dr. Nick Berry, put in the code REVIVE in small letters, you get 10% off there too. And these will be on my site imminently. So... Without further ado, we're going to get into today's episode, which is going to be all about longevity, the blue zones, and what you can do to oh, stop from aging, anti-aging. So we're going to uh, move on from there, and let's get into it. So guys and girls, I want to talk today about anti-aging, because, well, longevity really, because one of the things that we do with natural health, you know... You see lots of, you see people in Himalayas, for example, living to that 120, and we, if you we look back into, into some of the history, there's people saying that they've managed to live far longer than what we're living today, Now, on average people are living 77 years old and a bit longer if you're a female. And I wanted to get into this because so much is going on today in terms of trying to increase lifespan um, lots of biohacking going on which you know biohacking certain things I understand um, for example being able to block frequencies and use infrared lights and uh, etc then there's like the use of NAD and um, certain things that you, you we can do but biohacking a lot of the time for me it's like you're trying to hack something, you're trying to hack something off, or you're trying to to, to try and to get somewhere very quickly that usually takes a lot of time to learn. You know, you're trying to do a hack where I understand what's going on, but most people that do these hacks are people that are overly stressed, live manic lives, and they're trying to, to almost trick their body into thinking something's happening when it's not. Um, and certain things I am in, interested in. I am interested in in internal... Um, internal um, there are things you can do in terms of anti-aging, um, especially when it comes to nutrition, but for want of a better way of doing things, there's they always say success leaves clues, and I don't want to go too much into biohacking today, anything like that. I want to talk about what happens in the blue zones. Now, I don't know if any of you know what the blue zones are, but... These are areas of the world where there's a over well, there's people that live over a hundred. A lot of people live over a hundred um, because this is this is the key. Because at the end of the day, there's lots of stuff going on today. There's a thing called Radfest, which goes on, which goes into like longevity and trying to get us to live longer. The Rad Fest. but some of the things that they're doing, it it's it's trying to almost to treat the body body human body as like a almost as a robot in certain ways which are you know and there's all different ways that you can that the aging occurs you know um the, the human biological system is very complex it's the immune system it's the cardiovascular system the bones the muscles the cells the mitochondria and there's many different paths we need to target if we need to live a long time and, and feel good doing it and so that you need to implement a, a multi-modal approach um um, for example, you know, there's, there's a guy called Dr. Dale um, Bredesen, who's well, got a wonderful book out called "The End of Alzheimer's," and he's cured. He's got yeah, he's cured people with, with hundreds of patients who have had Alzheimer's and dementia. But you know, the mainstream medicine hasn't caught up to it because it's a multimodal approach. I mean, he's using laser lights and on the head, and, and a ketogenic diet, ketogenic diet, and high dose of fish oil, and about oxygen chambers and using you know, all sorts of things. Um, his book, by the way, is called End of Alzheimer's. It's a great read if you want to look about neural de- uh, degradation. But all this stuff, it all play it applies to aging. And this is why we need a multimodal approach. And this is why the Blue Zones are so good, because lots of us in the modern world are living on so much stress that you know we try to do all these things and hack our way out of aging, where the Blue Zones... Um the blue zones show us that we don't need to do that all the time. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with a book called The Blue Zones, it's by Dan Dan Butiner. um and he wandered around the world <clears throat> doing research into a lot of these areas where people are living disproportionately long periods of time. And there are actually over a dozen areas in the world which we find um high number of centurions or centenarians they're called people who are living a hundred years or longer Icaria, um, Sardinia uh, and Nicoa, um I'm saying that right and, and what he did was he created almost like a Venn diagram of all the overlapping characteristics that we see in many of these societies and a lot of the stuff that we can take and implement into our culture and many of the ta- tactics are very basic but the trick is to weave them all together and Um, there's really, there's quite a few that go on, but there's, there's 12 things that all the 12 blue zones sort of overlap. Um, and they all do. I'm going to go through those 12 because these may not be cool and sexy, like getting yourself injected with NAD, um, and taking NA, uh, NAR, um, but, (laughs) and then doing all these things, you know, wearing, wearing blue blocking glasses and putting electrodes up your nose and doing all this. But these are the things that I've been doing around, being, sorry, been been going on for a long, long period of time and been getting results for these people. And funny enough, it's living how nature intended us to do and how humans are meant to live. You know, Because none of us have really got any business in doing like, I don't know, probiotic coffee enemas, um, for example, like that if we're not doing things like stopping smoking, you know. Um, and this is one of the first things that these guys don't do and that's they don't smoke. You know, that's not rocket science. It's not i I'm not sitting here saying <laughs> we all know smoking's bad, even though back in the day the doctors used to promote it and say, you know, smoking's good. And this is one of the things I say I always talk about with EMFs because people out there are still saying oh, EMFs are not not bad, they can't be proven, even though there's so much research out there showing that they can be proven, it just reminds me of Back in the day, doctors saying that smoking was fine, and then fifty-five years later, we all know and of course happened there. So, you know, I don't want to come here and say, look, don't want you to, to tell you like to take a drug and and a cigarette, and you're going to live a long time. Don't smoke a cigarette because you know it's it's obvious not smoking. But what most people don't realise is the amount of air pollution we have and I was talking to Tom about this Tom Stavy last night he said London especially this one three times this year it's been the most air polluted place on the planet and in, even if you go into hotels where they've got so many of these fragrances at the, the hotels in Vegas for example being taken for millions of pounds people go there and they can't sleep and it's not because they're on those drugs it's because the air quality and the pollution going there and last year this is this is people don't realize how bad it is. Last year, there were over 150,000 cases of diabetes based on pancreatic dysregulation directly related to air pollution. So, I mean, you can look that up. Um, The same can be said of cardiovascular disease, stroke, etc. People who don't smoke yet are severely affected by air pollution. And this is a problem. So what can we do about this? Well, there's two things that you can do. One, obviously, you can move out of a city, well, three things. You can actually move out of the city and try and get around more areas that have got more greenery, more more forest, more plants. And that's one of the things you can do as well in your home. You can, you can look into plants that have been shown to give you cleaner air in the home. Very, 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 very important. Um, you know, there's, um, if you look... If you look at, um, well, the other thing you can do as well, you can obviously get air, air clean devices or devices, you know. Um, there's some pretty good air filtration mechanisms. HEPA, HEPA have got one, a very good one. Air, um, Alla Air have got some as well. Um, so HEPA, H-E-P-A, air filtration mechanisms and Alia Air, A-L-L-E-R-A-I-R. Um, very, very good, um, and then there's like um, you get different ones. You can get you can get ones that do a great job at really filtering out some small particles. In fact, uh, HEPA. I've got some really good ones, um, and there's also one called a Molecule. Molecule spelled with a K. Um, this is like a standalone filter you can put in your home or office to tackle this issue with air pollution. There's a few really good German companies out there, and I the names just eluding me. Some of these you have to replace the battery and filtration system in them. These German companies, uh, you don't with some of them. So have a little. I'll try and dig out. I'll try and remember what that is um, and dig it out for you. There's a couple of really good ones being being um, being uh, in terms of not having to, yeah. Not having to keep on fill, fill the, the, the replace the filtration system, which is very key. Uh, and as I mentioned before, this is what going and, and making your house somewhere that lots of plants. are in, It's what the Japanese call um, Shin uh, Shinrin Qo or forest bathing. I can't really speak very good Japanese, obviously, but forest bathing it's where it's where because the plants generally you know they're taking carbon dioxide, they release natural polyphenols and, and essential oils. um... Uh, I've also been very, like, healing, uh, for the lungs, uh, and they can reduce cortisol. So, um, it's a very, very big part of stress management and you know? having plants in your offices is why you go into, if you go into, like, spas and therapy, it's amazing to me. This is what the hospitals don't. You go into hospitals, it's very clinic based. They, they feel terrible. The energy in there is terrible. If you go into a spa or somewhere that's meant to be healing for you, you know, great music, lovely, relaxing music, good plants in there. You know, they always seem reduce cortisol, they've had very good impact in cleaning the air. <coughs> Excuse me. And there's also a NASA clean air study where they identified over a dozen different house plants that actually act as natural bioremediants and they clean up the air. Um, and you feel good around them. Things like English ivy, peace lily, um, I think aloe vera plant, lots of these things. You know, having these around your offices, having them in your home is very good. I don't know what my phone is there playing up for. No idea. Um, but yeah, so you can do a lot of research. You can do a lot of research into this. Um, I don't know why Siri's playing up in the background. So yeah, very, very good. And you can put these plants all over your home. So it goes beyond just not simply smoking. You need to actually make a concerted effort to clean up the air around you. And if you are a smoker, the good news is you can actually reverse a lot of the lung damage done. Uh Within twelve months, and there's some great research on a couple of things that can help you. Uh, one number one's is full spectrum antioxidant. A um, lot of these, lot of these um, antioxidants on the market aren't great. I love Living Fuel for that. There's some great other companies out there, but Living Fuel, in terms of getting everything your body needs in one scoop, is going to be phenomenal. Um, and you know, you can you can you can have other things like taurine very good um that comes in high amounts of course in Red Bull but I don't want you to have Red Bull Red Bull's actually been banned in France but you can get taurine um as a single as a single supplement and uh, you can buy taurine powder or taurine capsules it can come in some su- supplemental form very very good uh, and these have been studied to help heal the lung lung damage and heal up the lungs if you have been smoking. So you know don't smoke is number one, but don't but go much more beyond that and um, try and understand the air quality of your home. Get in air filtration systems, put in plants, or move around into some sort of like forest area if you have to. Um, so it's really, really important. And talking about forest and plants, number two thing that every single blue zone does is they have an intake of wild plants, herbs, and spices. Um, this um, this is based on a concept called hormesis. And you're going to hear me talk about this a little, little, quite a little, I'll say little, quite a lot today. The idea of hormesis is that things will kill you, things that are bad for you in large amounts, actually increase your body's stress resilience and make you stronger in small amounts things like exercise cold heat sun sunlight radiation all these things can kill you if you do too much of them but they actually make you much more resilient in small amounts um and the same can be said of plants you know plants have a natural built in defense mechanisms because they don't like if you look at an animal you try and, hunt and kill an animal you know they've got hooves claws um things that can scratch you up and kill you talons for example um and so they can do uh, a lot of damage to you um But, you know, for a plant, it hasn't got that, so they've got a defence mechanism built into them. Um, So people, for example, or people or animals that eat it might have given given gut disorders, for example. So it's a kind of um, natural defence mechanism that plants have built in. So when you eat plants, especially dark, wild plants, a small amount of type, you get from from gardens, from farmers markets, etc., like like small bitter plants not the big fluffy sugary produce we get from the grocery store you actually get a great deal um, a great deal of hormesis from these plants in the case of plants there's actually a name for it and it's called xenohormesis um, now there's a very popular book out there today called the plant paradox by dr stephen gundry and it's also like a very popular thing like the carnivore diet saying that these plants can really damage you and um you know, you shouldn't be eating that many plants in general because they have these natural defense built-in mechanisms that can do damage to your gut. And this is actually true, but but the thing is, it's only true for people who actually have gut damage, existing gut damage, uh, maybe a gut dysbiosis, leaky gut syndrome, um, people with IBS, for example. Uh, however, if you've healed your gut and you've taken the measures to clean up your diet and you're not eating a lot of gluten, soy, wheat and pasteurized dairy and caffeine and, and alcohol um your gut can do just fine with wild plants herbs and spices um and sometimes before introducing a lot of these bitters herbs and spices things like nettle and mint and thyme and rosemary and curry and turmeric and, and cayenne um putting these into diets on on a um putting these into diet on a daily basis can, can do a lot of good and many of these blue zones are using over a hundred different types of herbs and plants or spices in their diet, and you might have to go through, um, if you've got a bad, if you've got a gut issue, you know we can help you with that, 100% we deal with lots of people with gut issues, um, IBS, Crohn's, celiac disease, colitis, and if you have got something like that, you probably have to go through about four to eight weeks of eating a very plain, simple diet, just to heal your gut, maybe even more, depending on how bad it's got. Um, you know, things like bone broth, sweet potato puree. So, I do with my clients, we take out a lot of hard to digest foods. You eat very easy to digest foods, pre digested foods. And then you can start to reintroduce these plants and herbs and spices back in. Um, and that, at that point, people's guts are actually able to handle this. But the big message here is that all the blue zones, all these longevity hotspots, they eat a lot of small, dark, bitter, ugly plants, herb spices and especially produce in its wild form. You know, I talk about a lot of books as we go through this, but um, one of the very, very good books for this is called Eating on the Wild Side by Joe Robinson. And one of the cool antidotes from that book, it actually is like, um, this will highlight the the plant built-in defense defense mechanisms to you. If you're going to have, say, cow for lunch, the night before, if you take that cow and you tear it up into pieces and put it in like a ziploc bag or you put it in the refrigerator, you actually get more antioxidants from that plant and more more hormesis from the cow because it's actually um, being eaten because it actually thinks it's being eaten by a wild animal, and what it does there, it, it upregulates all the natural built-in defense mechanisms. So when you eat the next day, you're getting an even bigger hormetic effect and that's a very good book for learning more about how to eat wild plants and how they work in the body and how to find them eat them and prepare them the third thing that you see um, is an avoidance of packaged foods you know the blue zones they don't eat anything in packaged foods really when you go into their cupboards it's all fresh produce you know they're not they're not eating mars bars and twixes and and cereal bars and even these protein bars, you know, you, you don't—they're not eating things out of, the, out of like crisps and, and biscuits. You know, if you look into you look into their their pantry, you're not—you know—you're not—you're not, you know, not, not going to see rancid oils either in terms of vegetable oil, cottonseed oil, canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, um, rapeseed oil, and you just—you just don't see that you see all healthy oils, you don't see packaged foods, so, you know, even today when you, you, you look at these processed foods, and even the good, even the ones that are meant to be good, quote unquote, good and healthy for you, like these health food bars, they you generally look in there and they've got something with rancid vegetable oil, or cottonseed oil, or canola oil, or safflower oil, or sunflower oil, you know, and, and they've got some sort of sugar in there, whether it be organic coconut sugar, or, or agave syrup which is basically just high fructose corn syrup which is terrible I don't care what they've got in them even if it's like <laughs> it's like you know, this special rainbow rainbow sugar whatever it is it's essentially crap vegetable oil and sugar and the problem with that is these two things if you're tracking your blood sugar and your biomarkers these are not good and you know if you want to feel good for a long period of time you're Insulin, or your sugar response, to insulin markers are very, very key. You know your gly- glycemic variability, and you want to monitor how your blood glucose goes up and down. Really, you want to tr- try and be as stable as possible. Um, things out that you can get. I'm not a big fan of it, but Dexcom G6. So any di- diabetics wear underneath the skin, and, and it can. A lot of diabetics get this, and it can it can monitor your blood sugar over the day rather than having to prick your thumb um, all the time. And you'll, you'll notice, for example, if you wear this, or some people would notice, like you know, certain foods can just drive up your blood glucose, um, because and that this shows you that you're actually allergic to these foods. And um, there's another measurements you can take: um, hemoglobin A1C. Um, you may have seen this, you may have heard of this if you do some blood tracking yourself. Um, but you can get a three-month snapshot of your average blood sugar levels. Um, if you want if you've got diabetes, definitely should be doing this. Um, the second thing is inflammation, and you can get a test for your inflammation called CRP. You can have your doctor run this, or you can go and get this from different companies, and they can just tell you how inflamed your body is. And it's really important. Your inflammation and your blood glucose levels—they're extremely important for. Longevity, <clears throat> and the problem problem is most processed foods, packaged foods, they're going to have sugar, which causes your blood glucose have some form of sugar, which causes your blood glucose to go up, and they're going to have some form of vegetable oil, which causes inflammation to go up, um, and then down, and you're throwing these numbers out of whack every single time you eat any of these processed foods. So when you look at the blue zones, they don't have that. Open up the refrigerators, as so I said before, you go into their pantries. They have fresh foods, you know, fruits, vegetables, lean meats, even fatty cuts of meat. Um, You know, they're eating out of mason jars. Um, And this is why even on my site, you know, I don't have any cereal bars or processed foods because I just don't think you need them. One of my first mentors always said to me, what's the point of being full of nothing? And... It's true, you know. If you're hungry, you can just get over that hunger. And just wait ten minutes; hunger will go, and you can wait for your your meal. You know, it, it's something that I'm not big into. I'd rather go hungry and let my body have time without anything, than keep keep putting stuff in just because it's because you think you need to be you need to eat something. And when you're shopping at these, it, look at even like some of these juice bars these days, and they always have these like processed nut balls and things like that. I'm like. You know, I'd rather wait to have my poison in the form of a few beers with my friends on the weekend and constantly be putting in processed foods in my body all week and, and processed sugar. It's just not for me. You know, I'd rather have food for the soul that time. And so as much as it's, this stuff's convenient, I'd say just carry around a, a banana with you or something like that rather than put these foods into your body. Um, <clears throat> You know, you want to be eating foods that your ancestors would have eaten and they wouldn't be eating anything out of a packet or processed um, foods, things like cereal bars, for example, or these protein bars. Um, Number four with these blue zones is that we see they all get a high amount of legumes. Now, um, lentils are a perfect example of a legume and legumes are really high in things like fatty acids and amino acids and very nutrient dense. They're very low on the glycemic index too, so they don't spike your blood sugar up and down. Um, but you don't have to have chilli every day for lunch Not necessarily um, jumping on the bean and legume bandwagon um, Because people with gut issues don't do well with legumes So you need to make sure your gut's working well first And and they're not just eating lentils in these uh, blue zones They're actually fermenting them, they're soaking them, they're sprouting them And it's one of the things that people always talk about with like these superfoods, you know um, they try and incorporate them into diet but we do it in a pretty bad way in the Western society for example quinoa or quinoa people like to call it um, everyone wants to go out there and buy quinoa because it's good for you but what people don't realise is you know they just go out there and they're cooking quinoa and they wonder why after they've eaten it they've got gas bloating pain in the gut and like, you go to the toilet and you might actually go, you actually pass your stool and you actually have pieces of quinoa in your stool. Now, what I don't realize is that a lot of these places that eat things like quinoa and these superfoods, like, for example, when you go to South America, they're rinsing it first. They're putting it in a glass mason jar overnight. They're washing off all the irritants on the outside of the quinoa. Because quinoa is actually covered in a soap-like irritant called, um, uh, saponins. Um, and which are highly irritable to the human gut. Um, so what you need to do is get rid of these. It's like when you put your nuts, soak your nuts overnight to get rid of all, all the enzymatic inhibitors. And so this is the thing. So what you need to do is you actually need to get rid of these uh, saponins um, first. And because in South America they actually use these to to wash their clothing. Uh, that's how intense these soap light irritants are. So, in many cases, foods like legumes or quinoa, it comes down to soaking, fermentation, sprouting, and a lot of these old world preparation methods. Um, so, look, I don't, I don't think. Like, having, having said that, I don't think the magic of legumes lies in their nutrient density per se or something else magical about them. But here's the most important thing: they're a low glycemic index food. As a as a term, Tim Ferriss popularized in his book The Four Hour Body a decade ago, they are a slow carb, so they keep your glycemic index low. And as a matter of fact, you know, we see some societies like the Akimwa and uh, Kitava, uh, two other blue blue zone hotspots. They they don't do legumes, but they do purple potato and taro, a form of starch that I think is is more easily digested. But it's also a slow release carbohydrate. So now the overarching message here is, like, just make sure if you're consuming carbs, make sure they're they're slow releasing. You can do things like combine them with fats and protein that are going to slow down the release of them. Then have to just eat these. You know, it's the way you food combine is very very important as well. And so go and get a glycemic index chart. And see the difference between, like a potato or a lentil or a peanut. You know, see what slow. But if you need to, you can combine foods to make them slow, um, because people don't realise that whole wheat bread, for example, people think it which is brilliant for them. It you shouldn't. It's things that you should just be at the very least, or, or to be in the very least, because you know, two, two them actually two slices of whole whole wheat bread actually spice it, it spikes your blood sugar levels higher than a Snickers bar and most people will be very surprised at that it's the amount of sugar they've got in them so <clears throat> these whole grains whole wheats etc they're very high on the glycemic index um, so something like a sweet potato or a purple potato is actually very low so get to know the glucose rate release or the glycemic index or these carbohydrates that you eat very very important um <clears throat> so other things that they do number 5 is they actually incorporate low level physical activity during the day you don't see blue zone people going to the people living in the blue zones as i say blue zone people live people living in blue zones going to gyms and doing what we do which is basically exercise in a bottle you know an hour in the gym and the rest of the day we're sitting down you know what they what they do is they're typically out in the sunshine, they're lifting rocks, walking distances, carrying water, building fences, hauling um, crops, etc. Uh, down the road or they're milking their goats and they're basically living the life that's outside, letting them to move throughout the day. And gyms, as I said before, they're just the fabrication of the post-industrial era where we have been relegated to sitting on our bums eight hours a day. So we have to somehow get that primal urge to move and get out into an animal day. So... Even if you do go to the gym For an hour a day What I want to try and do Is make the gym an option At the end of the day Or even if you do go At the beginning of the day You like to do that That's fine But I want you to try And keep moving throughout the day You know It's I'm I'm the same I do a lot of this For example I'm on my computer now Standing or sitting As I record this um, I'm at computer some, sometimes writing articles on the phone to clients or potential clients. You know, I can be, I can be exactly the same. So I need to get my exercise in a in day. And what I do a lot of the time is, I sometimes put my alarm on my clock, and every hour I get up and I do ten lunges or ten press ups, or I have a kettlebell in my room and just do ten swings, or I'll go walk up and down the stairs. Because um, I know it's not possible for you guys to go outside and start building fences and doing things like that, but you can, you can stimulate your your body throughout the day. Just make sure you can if you can put a pull-up bar in your office for example, we can have standing standing workstations. Um things that I do, I like to just keep moving throughout the day, get up and do ten jumping jacks. Um or just keep your phone calls for the day in between a certain time we can go outside and walk and take the calls. Very, very powerful for do to do. And simple things like that. So structure your life so that at the end of the day going to the gym is an option, not a necessity. Could you engineer engineered your environment to work around it, you know, even if it's just like, if you can, put like a deadlift bar in your office, getting up every every hour or so, doing 10 deadlifts, just doing things like that, I know it sounds, if you can't do it, that, that's fine, just get up, and maybe every hour, get up and walk up and down the stairs, and throughout the day, instead of taking the escalators at the, at the station, take the stairs, um, walk up the stairs, very, very simple, park a long way away from the shop, at, at the car park, if you're walking in, you know, all these things, rather than, rather than parking right next to the front door, make sure you walk. Just going for a walk in the day, you know, at lunch hour, at lunch hour, going for a walk half an hour and then walk half an hour back. All things you can do. You know, um obviously if you are a sportsman and you've got something to compete for, like I play football and I love to get in the gym and do things and you want to compete for that, that's fine. No. Go and do your workout that you need to do. Um absolutely fine. But the fact is these people who engage in low level physical activity during the day, um and occasionally sprint or play a little bit of tennis or football, or whatever. That's the way to live past 100 and feel good doing it, because uh, their body's not broken at the end of the day. So this is what they do. Very, very important to keep moving throughout the day. Number six is social in-game engagement. Now, this is a big one, you know, because there's a lot. Even though we're meant to be so connected through social media, there's a growing epidemic of loneliness right now. Look at look at the book. Um, our generation, you know, teenagers in terms of interaction, I think my, I think millennials are the last people that see each other two or three times a week. Um, sex with us, for example, is still quite strong, whereas the lower generations, they're watching porn rather than going out and having sex. They're messaging each other on social media. They're seeing each other less. They're less involved in activities. You um, know, Facebook, friends, Instagram posts, Twitter, um, you know... It's, it's 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 ridiculous and these virtual reality um devices you know and even even porn for example there's no real face to face human interaction between a lot of these younger generations and even the older generations that get into these into these uh, social media spaces you know there's nothing that can compete with being with a person flesh and blood in the same room to them you're exposed to their pheromones you're getting exposed to their electrical signal that their brain produces their heart produces you're getting exposed to the um oxytocin a hormone that you release when you touch them or hug them or shake their hand you simply cannot stimulate that in a digital for- digital format um and it's something we need to get back to i mean as a matter of fact there's even some evidence that um If you eat food close to bedtime, it can mess up your sleep and can also not let your mitochondria um, heal so much um, if you have a a sleep right before bed. But, you know, I'd say to people, break that rule every night of the week if you could, if it means you're having a family family dinner because that should be on your highest pedestal. Um, It's one of the things, you know, you see... It's think, think of the French, uh, France, uh, French paradox, where even though the French are eating loads of cheese and gluten and wheat and smoking, drinking alcohol, they are still one of the leanest um, countries around because they eat together and they take time eating, and it's human communication. It's time that everyone gets together, and that that human interaction it's it's huge. Um, so even if you're you've got kids and you're rushing all over the place, taking them to football practice, or if you're in America, you know. Um, American football practice, or whatever it be—baseball, cricket, jiu-jitsu, gymnastics, whatever it is—coming back and sitting down at the table with them is massively, massively important. Um, we've been sitting there playing games like Pictionary or, or. Um, cards or whatever it could be you know talking about the day and it's really important this is one of the things i'm working on as well because being someone who works from home alone I, like I can be alone a lot this is why i like to go out and see my friends if can play football in the evening or do whatever just going because i need that human interaction it can be very lonely place the world you know um so getting out there and seeing your friends and family going for walks with them maybe playing around of golf or getting on the beach or just having dinner with them it's very very important and you know when, when you, when you look at these blue zones, they eat together, they play together, they hang out together. Like you simply cannot stimulate that digitally. It has to be physical social interaction. Um, so, analyze yourself and ask yourself: How often are you eating alone? How often is the majority of your social interaction occurring online or digitally? Digitally, if I can speak, <laughs> uh, and if it's happening the majority of the time, you need to fix that. Um, if you want to live a long time, human interaction prioritizing flesh and blood physical relationships with family and friends is really really important now the next one that we see uh, number 7 I think we're on in the blue zones is that they all drink every day, women are drinking about an average of one drink a day, men are averaging about two drinks a day and they're all very healthy forms of alcohol Alcohol. now um, you know it's very easy to get out there and just pick your favourite drink off the menu, but you know there's certain things you can do to make your alcoholic beverage pretty clean. Um, you know, very very easy to get a a triple distilled vodka or gin. To cl- they're very clean, clean burning alcohols. Two of the cleanest burning alcohols that you can get, you get on top of the rocks with a, with a couple of wedges of lime and lemon, uh, and a selection of house bitters. Um, why? Because none of that, none of that sugar has, uh, none of that's got sugar, sugar or fructose in it. And um, when you have a, uh, a bitter meal, uh, very similar to the wild plants I was telling you about earlier, it enhances something called your first phase insulin response to the meal that you eat afterwards. That means that your pancreas releases a little bit of insulin when you have an alcoholic drink, and uh, that's rich in bitters and digestive um, digestives or thyme or rosemary or whatever that bar happens to have. Uh, as far um, as far as the bitter is back behind the bar, <laughs> uh, and when that occurs, your blood glucose response to the meal is lower. So you can see how these things are strategies to start um, to start to lower your blood sugar levels, and they put these things together makes a big difference. So, for example, if I am going to have a cocktail, I generally go for like a vodka. In fact, I'd rather have a clean, rather than that artificial sweetener. I'd rather have a clean vodka. Or gin, I generally have a vodka on the, on the, like with ice, have some lemon in there, squeeze lemon and lime, it's gonna help cleanse the body as well, clean, nice clean, and I'd rather, I'd rather actually have real, um, sugar than any sort of as, aspartame or sweetener, um, and if I, if they got like a real lemonade behind the bar, I might have that, like a real lemonade, something, like a fever tree, do a very clean lemonade, um, and, or, or you can have a little club, bit of club soda either way very good um the other thing that people really like to drink i'm not into it but it's by that biodynamic wine um a lot of wines especially if you're i mean the u.s is worse than us that in the u.s they allow like 75 to 80 different pesticides and herbicides in the wine and they heavily irrigate the wine crops in the u.s um so it allows for very sugary fruity flavorful, big bowl grape. but they also in increases the amount of sulfate content and increases the amount of sugar content and lowers the amount of antioxidant contact compared to um, old wine uh, preparation methods which they don't heavily irrigate the uh, the crops. Um, So, you know, it's very, very similar um, to the xenohormesis concept. You already learned about small amounts of, of alcohol can be good for the body and small um, a small less sugary antioxidant concentrated grape is much better so you know getting getting the wine from countries that you probably, probably know if you're in a restaurant you're ordering a, a top glass of, of, of wine from France, Italy and New Zealand no, those three countries do a pretty good job of using these old worldwide non-pesticide, non-herbicide biodynamic forms of wine preparation um, there's also companies out there like Fitvine Wine or Dry Farm Wine that will ship to your home um, using these methods, and there's other ones I think across Europe and the UK you can get. Um, so, if you want to drink a glass of I me, mean, I don't do this, but if you want to drink a glass or two of alcohol every night, that's fine. Um, I prefer to have a few drinks with my friends on, the, on a weekend after football, but you know, most people they do this binge, like even if you see people, like, students in college, you know, get absolutely plastered Monday through Friday. Uh, they don't have a drink Saturday Sunday they get absolutely plastered and it becomes comes a cycle. Now you can have one or two drinks a night and still feel fantastic. Um, you know all these blue zone populations do this. Uh, maybe not the Loma Linda, uh, the Seventh Day uh, Adventist um, population. Um, I think that's one of the few exceptions. But otherwise, all of them are drinking, but they're drinking very very differently to how we drink. So don't feel guilty about drinking. Just choose your alcohol wisely. Say choose your poison wisely, um, and just just make sure you're not going OTT. Uh, and if you and things you can do, you know, if you take take we knew about to take things like milk for before to prepare your liver. You can take it afterwards, You can take your probiotics to help prepare your gut. Um, things like supplements like Mega Hydrate from Doctor Patrick Fanagan, phenomenal for letting. The, hydrating the body, and even having hydrogen-rich water. You know, things that you can do to mitigate the effects of alcohol to make sure you're hydrated afterwards. Um, So alcohol is toxic, but as you've learned, there are things that are bad for you in large amounts are actually good for you in small amounts because they make you more stress-resilient. Now, the next one is something that I use daily, and that is calorie restriction or fasting. Now, obviously, there's lots of talk about fasting these days. It's become very, very popular. Um, but one of the top books um, is the longevity diet and the fasting bible and there's like the AMD fast and the IF fast and the FHPT fast and there's like the warrior diet and 5-2 and it's all these different fasting protocols, there are different acronyms, um, acronyms now and um, people are getting into it, you know, um, probably because it's much easier just to not eat food than it is to try and eat a small amount of foods you like but you know, you don't need to completely starve yourself and be cold and hungry uh, and have no concentration and ready to, like, basically eat your leg to get the benefits of fasting. Um, you don't have to skip breakfast and lunch and eat only dinner. There's many ways you can do it. Um, and it, be, it appears the magic of fasting lies in the fact that when you go through this long period of time with, between meals without food... Uh, because your body goes into something called cellular autophagy. Now cellular autophagy is basically where the body starts to eat with the dead de- decaying disease cells and it starts to replace them with healthy young new cells. It's old it turns over the old cells basically. Um and this occurs when you go for a long period of time without eating. But it's not synonymous with calorie restriction. As a matter of fact, you know I eat anywhere between two to three thousand calories a day and some people are eating between five to six thousand calories a day because they're competing in professional sports, and people that have a very high metabolism can do that as well. Um, I'm very active, so between two to three thousand a day. Some days I, I regulate as well. Some days it might be three, some days it might be one, some days it might be four thousand, some days it might be two. It's the way that's the best way to get go about it. But you know, I'm only eating those calories when I eat during an eight to well, four to eight hour window during a day, and I generally fast. Every day for at least 14 to, to 18 hours. Uh, some people do it between 12 to 6, 16 hours, it's absolutely fine. And then I will eat in like that 4 to 8 hour window. So, for example, for me, generally between 12 to 8 or 1 to 9. Um, so, the idea of intermittent fasting is going long periods of time um, during a 24 hour cycle without eating. Uh, any food, which allows you to get a lot of, lot of benefits of fasting without the calorie restriction. So You're not starving yourself. You're still getting those calories in. You're just giving your body a rest from food. And you don't need to be eating food all the whole time. Your digestive tract isn't meant to continuously be digesting food. You're meant to give it a rest. Um, it's really, really important. And now that there are some benefits to calorie restriction too. Of course there are. And this is where the research by uh, a doctor called Dr. Walter Longo um, comes in. He wrote a book called The Longevity Diet. Now, what he showed us is that two to four times a year, simply by having a five-day period where you actually do, do consume... Uh, or or calorie, to consume less calories or strict calorie consumption. In this case, it's about forty percent of what you'd normally take in. So if you normally eat two thousand calories over a five day period, where you are eating just about eight hundred calories. This gives you a lot of the same benefits as daily calorie restriction, um, such as intermittent fasting that you do all year round. So, you know, I you can do this. There's lots of different ways to do this. There's you can do this. like I like to do a little cleanse, liver cleanse. Two, uh, three or four times a year, some people do it spring, summer, beginning of autumn, and winter, different different periods. And, and during that, that period, I just lower my calories. When I'm doing a liver cleanse, I will generally mm-hmm. lower my calories because it's naturally what I do and I up certain things. And probably having about you know yeah five to eight hundred calories a day. Um, other ways to do it is an Ardavate protocol called um, Kitachari. Which is you make like a stew for five days and you just have that, have like a couple of scoops of that throughout the day, um, and you know you can have a, you can go, you know, and 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 um, sometimes you can do like yeah, it's a five day fast where you do do twelve to six hours about eating, and then you can have this this stew or you can have your if you do like a different liver cleanse or like a certain any other cleanse you can do. Sometimes it, people just do like a water fast as long as you're getting in like your, your minerals and vitamins in there. Make sure you're working with someone if you don't know what you're doing with that. Um, and what I do once a week as well um, is generally a 24-hour fast where I do like a, a dinner-to-dinner-time fast where I won't, I'll eat about 6 o'clock on a Sunday and I won't eat until 6 the next day. And it just, it just gives me um this gives me an extra benefit of that cellular autophagy that goes on and you know I said before there's lots of different fasting protocols find out what works for you this is the thing you know make sure it's doable and sustainable is the one you'll do is the one that you're more likely to or the one that you enjoy is the one you're more likely to, to to sustain to sustain which is why i why i've been doing my protocol for now for five years you know i don't eat breakfast and I eat during the hours of like twelve to eight and that's me um I try and give myself two to three hours before I go to bed um, to stop eating. So that works. And and if you can do a 24-hour day fast um, once every month or once every two weeks, or once every week, then that's brilliant. And your body will do a very, very good cleanup by doing that. Um, And, you know, for women... My, men have got a much more ho- robust hormonal profile than, than women have, so women, I, I wouldn't be fasting every day, I'd say three, four, maybe five days max out of the week, and then even if you're having a bone broth or a bit of fruit in the morning, it's going to be very, very good for you. So on to the next, the next thing the Blue Zones do, and that is we all see people in the Blue Zones possessing a very strong life purpose. Now, I know some of this stuff can come across as a bit woo-woo and all this sort of like, you know, people say, oh, that's not scientific. Well, <laughs> it is. I mean, it's been proved time and time again. And, you know, your, uh, I think it's um, your your how can take any sort of resilience once you've got a why. And, you know, I firmly believe in this. Um, the Japanese call it... Um, I think it's uh, Akagi. Uh, the Italians call it uh, the plan de vida, the plan for life. Everybody should have a reason for getting up in the morning and a very clear, distinct idea of the reason that they exist. And I think you should be able to close your eyes at any given moment when like, it's really stressful in the world. Maybe you've got... People at work asking this of you and that of you, or, you know, you're cooking the children dinner, or you're in traffic, or like the emails are flying from your computer inbox, and you're stressed out trying to catch a bus or, or the UBO or a plane, and you're running through life trying to get all the things done, all the things that life expects of, expects of you. You should be able to, at any given point, close your eyes, no matter how big the stress is, uh, and in one single succinct, succinct statement, be able to say your life's purpose. Um, so my, my purpose is to get the truth out to people so they can live a life free from pain and frustration and live life on their terms. You know, my, my purpose is to let people know they can live a life free of pain and frustration so they can live life on their terms. Uh, That's my, my statement uh, to empower people, you know, so they, to give them the truth so they understand what it takes and what they can do. To start living life back on their terms again. Um and so this is this is something that I think you all need to do. Um be able to say, you know, this is why having a purpose is so important. It's why happiness are like pursuit of happiness. Well, happiness, humans aren't actually meant to be happy. Happiness is a feeling, it's fleeting. Same as sadness. But having a purpose, that's always there. It doesn't matter how happy or sad you are, when you've got a purpose, you can keep moving forward. And it's very, very very, very strong. It's why people in these blue zones, very few of them ever retire. Um, most of them live their their lives uh, getting out of bed every morning, living out their purpose. Really, really important. So, I mean, I'd highly encourage you, if you don't have that one sentence that you can say that defines your purpose in life, then to develop a sentence like that. And it's actually a... Um, a great a, lots of great books out there. I mean Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot about your purpose his sort of stuff why having a purpose is so important I mean 12 Walls for Life really good book for that it's another great book um, by the author Mastin Kipp K-I-P-P um, about this phenomenal book that, that talks about this and so um, you need to you need to understand how important this this uh it is, you know, that book by Mastin Kipps called "Claim Your Power." Um, it's a 40-day journey to discover the hidden blocks that keep you stuck, and finally thrive in your life's unique purpose. And you just need to understand that, you know, it's really, really important. Um, and so this is a thing like I've I've, I've heard a lot about. It. I'm just about to read the book as well from um, Mark Manson, which is. the the subtle art of not giving a fuck and and i've heard people say i really look looking forward to it but i remember reading little quotes of it and he says this you know do things that that make you forget to eat and poop i mean things that forget to make you eat and poop they're they're the things that you love doing right so it's not ever a chore like work is never really work when you actually enjoy what you're doing so having that purpose moving towards that it's, it's it's definitely the way way to go and you begin to identify these type of things you're going to be on the track to identify what your true purpose in life is and what actually is there to keep you going and keep you alive for a long period of time because if you're waking up every morning doing stuff you hate not living your life's true purpose and that's going to assist it's not going to assist you with longevity at all in fact it's going to do the opposite it's like you can be eating all the best foods in the world you can be drinking the best water and doing everything right but if you wake up every morning hating your job and you wake up every morning despising the people you work with and, and dreading going in, then then that's how you I mean you're still gonna be hugely toxic because the mind's hugely powerful and if you these people, it creates cancer, it's hugely acidic, and it's never gonna be good for you. Um so you know, this is where you need to have find your life's purpose and move towards it and do things, you know. You can say what my purpose is. You need to go through life and find it. It's not just gonna jump out on you, you need to go through life and find it. And so that's That's very very powerful. Having the life's purpose. Now, number ten is low amounts of stress. Now, you know, obviously, (laughs) of course, this is another thing that don't smoke, don't eat processed foods and packaged foods, and most of you are probably already aware of that. But here's here's the problem in this. Um, You know, everyone wants to talk about in nutrition uh, world and and the health world, um, talking about like what's the best herb or. Right. What do you think of turmeric? What do you think of ashwagandha? What do you think of this supplement? What do you think of that supplement? Um, what's the best best app to get to sleep? And everyone wants to wear wear like like listen to Headspace or wear like their sleep mask and and take take ayahuasca and and go and and take psychedelics. But <laughs> all these things are all from the outside in. Um, what we call exogenous. Uh, exogenous I think that's what you say uh, and these are ways to, like exogenous ways to control control stress and cortisol and these are all dependent on some external external thing but we've got something in us that's very very powerful for controlling our own stress and saying that I do every morning and that is breathe it's your breath every morning I get up and I have my morning routine and one of the things I do is breathe in different ways you know, energetic breathing, then followed by meditate, meditative breathing, and I think everyone should learn how to breathe to control control stress, you know, when you strip everything away, your supplements, um, and your vagus nerve stimulators, and your app, etc., if you take all that away, you know, and you just go out in the forest and camp with no electronic stuff, and, and I mean, would you be able to sleep, would you be able to to do what you need to do and the best way to do that the best way to control it is actually with your breath I mean, if you've done a yoga session and you're at the end you're going to you your deep breathing of uh, vasana I think it's called um, don't quote me on that um, but some of the nicest time you just lay there deep breaths and just relax um, you know every single indigenous hunter gatherer or ancestral society has some sort of breath work in place and I think we're just chronically stressed all the time. why people, they go away on holiday, they're relaxed and they feel so much better. They even, they even have, like, they even fall pregnant when they're on holiday. Because I don't think people understand how much just low level stress we're under all the time, thinking we've got to get this done, we've got to get that done. But it's really important. If you can calm that down every day, one of the best ways to get into your parasympathetic nervous system is with 10 deep breaths. So if you can count, just calm that down. It's brilliant. And there's lots of different ways. Um, I really like, um, Box breathing, which is like you're breathing in for for eight seconds, you hold for eight seconds, you breathe out for eight seconds, you hold for eight seconds. Or there's nostril breathing, you you cover up the right nostril, you breathe, you breathe in. And then you breathe out for the left nostril. You breathe out. I know you couldn't see me doing that then, but I was just doing it. Or there's, you know, I mean, um four seven eight breathing, four count in, seven count hold, eight count out. And making sure you breathe through your belly. You know, when you come in, you're breathing in, you're feeling up your belly, then you're feeling up your chest, you're holding, as you're breathing out, you're pushing your belly button towards your spine. Um Really powerful. So breath is one of the ways you can really control your stress and get yourself into your parasympathetic nervous system, if I can speak, your parasympathetic nervous system. Um Number 11 is... I suppose it can be controversial, but I mean, not really Most of the world, um, most of the world, do engage in some of this. It's some kind of spiritual discipline or belief in a higher power. Well, if you don't believe in God, just talk about the universe. And this one's really interesting because when you look at this, a lot of these religions they have elements that um, have already built into them. Um, I've already discussed they have built into them their system in this process, such as fasting and breath work. Um, and other spiritual disciplines they have is like meditation silence solitude devotion study prayer worship community all very interesting and you know because in our day and age especially in westernized society we're very good at trying to like buy a hack or make our own things with this when we go through life like trying to upgrade Iq and and our brain' and we're forgetting we're looking so much into science we're forgetting to listen to our intuition and our feeling all about thinking the left brain logic nothing about feeling and and feeling the energy and how you feel and listening to your body intuition is massive um and it's like we're very good at building muscle and fitness and working our bodies but very few of us think about what it's like to be human and what happens to our soul and our spirit which is really important and you know, being engaged in some kind of spiritual discipline, I think, is very important, whether it's religious or spiritual. I don't mean like, oh, I'm so spiritual, man. I mean, like, like taking time just to sometimes sit there and, and contemplate introspection. You know, as Paul Check talks about, we have Dr. Diet, all about the food you eat, Dr. Movement, about the right movement, Dr. Happy, you know, what makes you happy, or what gives you a purpose, and then Dr. Quiet, which is all about introspection, and it's really, really important. And whether that be Putting, waking up and putting out a morning journal, writing down things you're grateful for. So, I do more than three things I'm grateful for. Um, then, like doing some breath work and, and, and waiting a little while before you eat your breakfast or, or having a fasting. So, you fast until lunch. Um, and you tap into some of those benefits of autoph- autophagy. Um, you know, simple, simple things you, that spiritual disciplines, you know. Um, and we look at all the top people in the world, in every profession, they have these disciplines built in. Um, and. Now, what else is important is I think a lot of these people that go through these, they have hope because they've gone beyond believing that what they what they're doing is this is not important. They've gone beyond believing that they're just a bunch of 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 flesh and blood flying through this universe at like was it six sixty eight thousand miles an hour with no one at the wheel. Um, who can try and, like, make the most money, See, people can sleep with the most people, you know, who can get the biggest house, who can survive the longest, so they believe that what they do, what they're doing and how they're living in their life is all part of a bigger picture, you know, it's a magical story, and I think that, that, that they know that everything's been taken care of. I think, that like knowing that something is going to be taken care of by a, a bigger power, higher power, universal, we've all got a purpose in life, I think that's, huge and i know it might be controversial to some people but knowing that that at the end of the day everything is going to be just all right because it's all taken care of by the universe or god or whatever it is i think that's very very powerful and we see that again and again again over in these blue zones um element of religion or spiritual practices that they do you know i think it's very very powerful and then and then finally something that we all we all like to to uh, well all like to do. I'm pretty sure nothing would be complete without talking about very interesting one sex. You guys, you know, from uh, we see from yeast models to fungus to fruit flies to rodents all the way up to humans. The more time, more times that you're making babies or being fertile, or at least sending your body the message that you're trying to make babies, aka sex, on a regular basis. Um, starting at an earlier age in life and and engaging in that for as far into life as possible, you live longer. And this is based on the idea that from an ancestral standpoint, nature doesn't want you to keep living or keep living organisms around for a long period of time that aren't actually useful to the um, propagation of that living organism or species. It doesn't want to keep you around if you're not doing much for Mother Nature. So I'm not saying you have to go out there and, and wear condoms and have like, 24 kids but what I'm saying is the more you can engage in regular and frequent sex the more that you can the more that uh, that you can uh, plan and prioritise that and the more that the more that you can even just take care of your fertility it is is huge and you know this comes down to eating and living right if you need to by identical hormone replacement therapy you know if you really need to but otherwise it's just taking care of your life living the right way diet and lifestyle and practices you know and it's an amazing anti-aging tactic as well um for like it it, it's really really good things like DHA and and progesterone um as well especially for men looking into things like testosterone and growth hormone replacement can be very very powerful if you need it if you've done that much damage your body needs it. it can be very very powerful anyway these are the type of strategies that actually allow you to stay robust and fertile later in life and it also allows you to remain what nature considers to be a re- reproductive reproductive entity and very useful and what we see is like 90 to 95 year old men in um, in Italy um, uh, aceroli I think it's called in Italy um, <laughs> having sex and there's a great article about this in the Wall Street Journal um, they're basically consuming bitters and eating wild plants and having tons of rosemary and they're having sex like four times a week and these guys are just incredibly virile, active old men. So you know a lot of this stuff you can weave together. You know, <laughs> it's just like eat, eat, don't eat processed foods. Eat plants. Have loads of sex. Uh, spend time with people, uh, and it's it's huge. You know these these twelve things that, that all the blue zones do. I mean, I think it's really really important. I don't really want to go too deep into like hyperbaric oxygen chambers and and cryotherapy too much I mean cold and hot is huge something that I do every day like even just having a cold shower I don't want to go much into oxygen therapy chambers but if you can just get some some sort of heat or cold I mean infrared sauna is phenomenal so the cold I've done quite a few articles on this the way they can boost your immune system stimulate your sorry, your nervous system, um, increase testosterone, increase fat burning, all these things are phenomenal. But the 12 things that we've talked about there are huge. I might do another podcast later on on the, on the new age things, but I think it's really important for us to get those 12 things locked in. You know, Very, very important um, to get them locked in because the Blue Zones, if you haven't read the book, go and read them. These are things that these these guys are doing all the time I and mean, it's just how they live their life so trying to get that trying to get that um trying to get that into your daily life and you know as always stay away from toxic things trying to reduce your EMF exposure is gonna be huge um, obviously not not um not living it next to like a geopathical fault line or 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 a cell tower things like this of course but Going through these 12 things that they do in the Blue Zone is going to be absolutely huge. So, if you haven't read the book, guys and girls, read that. Otherwise, as or otherwise, yeah, get onto these 12 things and try and make eating your family a priority, you know. Try and get daily like, exercise throughout your day. Making sure if you're going to drink alcohol, try and drink it the best way possible. You know, eating real foods, not processed, packaged rubbish. Um, you know, having as much sex as possible. Uh, all these things are brilliant. So anyway, that's it for today's show, guys and girls. That's what we're going to get on to get today. The 12 things that the Blue Zones do. If you haven't read the book I said before, give it a read. And yeah, I've got some exciting guests coming up for you on different topics. But, and I'm going to try and do some more of these solo casts. I think they're uh, actually quite enjoyable and I quite enjoy getting the, uh, the content out to you. But yeah, we can go into the other stuff, more advanced stuff later on. But do these basic things and you're going to be on... way to living a long and healthy life all right otherwise that's it for today guys and girls as always if you're heading over to www.reviveyourself.co we've got all our articles and other podcasts there and if you are dealing with a health issue and you are looking for some one-to-one support and guidance and to actually finally overcome it then send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or go to www.reviveyourself.co click on the contact link and send me a message there and I'll be in touch as soon as possible otherwise guys and girls that's it for today stay happy stay healthy and I'll speak to you soon bye bye bye